Welcome to the Teams with Edge podcast with me, your host, Ashley Livingstone. I'm an entrepreneur, leader, and passionate community advocate. I love to learn, be creative, and to teach others the joy of leadership. Now, it's hard to believe, but we are in our fourth season of this show. And over the past few years, I've had the pleasure of offering insights and doing amazing interviews with like-minded leaders who are inspiring, joyful, and dedicated to building a culture of development and gratitude. Now, I'm on a mission to help you become the leader you want to be. I want to help you create a thriving, sustainable culture which inspires your team and helps you and your business thrive. So, let's connect, engage, and develop your team. Ultimately, I want to help you show up for them so they show up for you. All right, let's do this. Welcome, everyone, to this week's episode of Teams with Edge. This week, I'm speaking with Lacey Kapinski from the founder of Balanced Good. She is driven by her desire to help other working parents and women find balance while she works to find her own balance. She gets the struggle because it is very, very real. As a mom of three young children, a seasoned fundraising professional, and a newly self-described feminist leader, she knows the social profit sector can do better. Welcome, Lacey. Hi, Ashley. How are you doing? I am great. We were just chatting offline about our Thanksgiving. So we're recording this just after Thanksgiving in Canada, and I'm full. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How about you? Yeah, no, it was it was a nice weekend. The weather was beautiful. Great family time, a mm-hmm. good time to to disconnect and focus on what matters. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's such a good piece of what we're going to chat about today uh, on this episode, because I know that you have been working so hard at creating space for working parents and supporting organizations at the same time so that, you know, when people have families, we're not necessarily losing talented um, staff. Mm-hmm. So that's, dive right in and and chat a little bit about the work that you're doing. For sure. Yeah. Um, So uh, yeah, I can definitely give you kind of a balanced good 101. So Mm -hmm. balanced good um, was founded almost four years ago now out of my experience of not being able to find balance of realizing like, Hey, I have all of these incredible career dreams and I want to move them forward, but I'm also now having children and I, I don't know how to balance all of that. And I spent a lot of very intentional time interviewing other women, other leaders on how they figured it out. And the answer was pretty much, we haven't. Yeah, I was going to say, did anyone say, yep, I've got the solution? <laughs> no, the The biggest thing I, I heard was, you know, there's often weeks where I'm a really good parent, mm. but not a great leader, or I'm a really great leader this week, but not the best parent, right? Um, and I just felt like as much as I had these specific career goals, I just couldn't keep moving forward because it wasn't allowing me to be the parent that I wanted to be. Um, but also I saw that there were a whole bunch of other leaders saying, hey, 
this isn't working either. So I thought, okay, if I could, you know, create a business that helped others by, you know, taking some work off their plate was how it kind of initially started. You know, we see so many um, people working in the nonprofit space where they're doing fundraising off the corner of their desk and they really, really need the help, right? So if I could just help some people and then, you know, selfishly find some balance myself, that's great. And then of course, like everything, it grew into something more because I, you know, learned as I went and I saw opportunity um, and I saw ways of better supporting the sector. And so what evolved kind of from a, a freelance, you know, I'm going to help how I can has really turned into this very intentional um, program under Balance Good called Nurtured for Good, which is supporting parental leaves in the the nonprofit sector. So I'm really excited to, you know, chat about it with you today because I think it has a huge impact on on how we lead and how we work as, you know, with teams and how we create strong teams. Yeah, it's such an interesting topic, especially now when so many um, businesses are, you know, struggling. And I almost want to use air quotes when I say they're struggling. Um to find staff and that, you know, even around the Thanksgiving table this weekend, I was hearing all about, you know, can't find good staff or, you know, my staff don't want to do this, or I have to cater to my staff. And it was such an interesting conversation because, you know, it's so front of mind and leaders, leaders do need to start prioritizing a little bit more how their team feels supported Mm -hmm. and I think that we're kind of still in this like I'll use your word like balance game of you know too much power and control on one side and not enough on the other and it just kind of keeps going back and forth and I think that your programs and even just bringing this up allows people to have more conversations around you know, yes, I'm a staff member who wants to go off on parental leave doesn't mean I want to leave my job. Mm-hmm. And what what can the organization and what can the leader um, create or make possible to keep the good people? Right? We're so afraid of losing people. Um, but because we're not really putting programs in place, we are losing them. Well, that's the thing. I think so often, you know, with parental leave, it's kind of almost an afterthought, you know, you bring on this incredible employee and, you know, now they're at a stage of their life where they're, they're going off to become a parent, which is super exciting. And then the employer is kind of like, oh, I guess we'll just fill this gap or we'll just spread the work amongst our team. Well, what does that do if you spread it amongst your team? It's going to create burnout for all of your team members. Mm -hmm. And it also tells your employee, hey, I don't value the work you're doing enough to hire an intentional replacement. Um, The other challenge is employers, and like I've seen it, and it's hard to recruit for short, you know, because it's relatively short term, 12 to 18 month contract, it's really hard to recruit for that, right? So this helps fill that gap while then telling your employee, it is really important to us that your job keeps moving forward because, you know, and I can just speak from my own experience, but also tons of anecdotal conversations where, when I went off and had my first son, like I didn't want to leave my career. I wanted to stay in touch with it. Like that was my, one of my main parts of my identity. Right. And then becoming a mother, 
shifted my identity, but still I wanted to hold on to that piece of, you know, I'm a, I'm a skilled, you know, professional and I still want to do that. So I think having a program that supports that and tells your employees, I see you as a skilled professional. And now I see you as a parent and a skilled professional, and I can see how the strengths of both of those things can Mm -hmm. be brought in to achieve organizational goals is really important. So here's my question too, because, Mm -hmm. you know, as you were talking about that, I immediately went back 10 years to when Mm -hmm. I was off on maternity leave and nobody talked to me. Mm -hmm. Nobody, nobody, first of all, asked me, what do you think we should do with your position? Um, so I was not involved at all in any conversation about what it is I do every day, mm-hmm. creating my job description, prior to even writing out like how much of my time I spend here versus there versus somewhere else, you know, like mm-hmm. what does my day, week, month at work look like? Mm-hmm. There was no conversation there, first of all. And then secondly, there was no conversation around what do you think the plan could look like? Like mm-hmm. asking for my professional being the person owning that role insight as to how it could be filled. Um, and then when I went off, nobody talked to me. Mm-hmm. Like there was no update and I get like there's likely HR policies and there's Mm -hmm. probably rules and and I fully get it I'm not looking for I don't think I was looking for like assign me work no no (laughs) I was just looking for a check-in like how's it going or hey just so you know this person also is off on maternity leave or this person has left the organization or here's here's the highlights from the month exactly I was totally cut out Mm-hmm. And it actually made my decision to not go back so much easier because I didn't feel like I was missing anything. Yeah. I yeah. didn't miss it because they had like essentially removed me already, it felt mm-hmm. like. And and so I wonder about even that initial conversation of like, what do you person, human being in this role mm-hmm. think you know, what's like, help us come up with the solutions. Do you think that happens? Well, I think it needs to happen, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's one of the reasons why I'm so excited about this program, because you're right. I think there are employers that do an incredible job supporting and navigating um, this transition to parenthood and supporting return back. But you know, those employers are few and far between, mm-hmm. right? Um, but there's a, a ton of parents that are are struggling. And I think you're right. There's a lot that don't bring the employee to the table to say, hey, what does this look like? And ultimately, like as an employer, isn't it easier if the employee that goes on leave comes back in that role and then continues to thrive in that role versus now you're recruiting again so you've recruited for the leave and now you maybe have to re-recruit or Mm -hmm. just think about like the interference that has in the the job flow so I think for me it's really being intentional about okay let's talk to the organization what are the organizational goals for the role but what are the employee the person going on leave what are their 
goals for the role, even in the next year? Is there something, a project you really want to be successful? Is there something you've been working on that you really, you know, you really want to push forward, even though you're on leave, you know, okay, well, how can we help push that forward? Because your career shouldn't just stop because you're going on leave, right? Mm-hmm. It should, uh, you know, I, I really think it should continue to flow forward. And then, you know, really taking a look at, okay, and then how can we best serve this employee so we can retain them when they come back to work? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The back to work piece too, you know, so many people don't understand what a big transition it is. Mm-hmm. I will say, especially your first, mm-hmm. because you do not have your... <laughs> You don't have it figured out. Oh right? no! Like you have just figured out how to like do the parent thing, mm-hmm. um, and and maybe not even like smoothly every day. No. Let's be honest. Like <laughs> you and I were just talking as well before we hit record about our kids, and it's like one day everything is great, and then the next day it's not, and mm-hmm. it's like spinning the the roulette wheel you really just don't know what you're going to get. And to think about, you know, having 9am meetings, I know this is like such a thing for you. We always talk about that, like 9am meetings for a working parent, like, who's got to drop off maybe at daycare now, maybe even for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, yeah, all of those little things, those nuances that leaders don't necessarily take into account about how hard it is to do it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, part of me is, okay, well, do leaders need to take into account? And yeah, they do, because this is how you're going to retain staff and build healthy work environments and, you know, keep your team motivated. And I also think, and I'm a huge advocate for this, is just giving your employees the autonomy to create their own schedule, right? Mm-hmm. And and trust that if they're given the autonomy, they're going to get it done. So if you do have a nine o'clock meeting and they can't make it, okay, well, what's the alternative? And that the, the person, the parent brings that forward and says, here's the alternative. Here's what I'm going to suggest. I remember when I went back to work after my first and like having to, and I get that there has to be HR pieces in place, but like having to, you know, ask for approval so I can leave 30 minutes early. I just, my mind was blown. Here I am. I raised a human being for a whole year. (laughs) I did all of these things that all of these parents and adults are doing outside of work. And now I have to ask for permission for the tiniest things that don't impact me meeting my goals. Cause I'm a huge like proponent that, okay, people still need to meet their, their work yeah. goals. They still need to, you know, be working towards those objectives. So I'm not saying give people autonomy and let them do whatever they want. No, give them autonomy so they can achieve their goals and their, you know, the organizational needs in a way that also serves them. It's so interesting because everything you're saying, the biggest word that just like keeps flashing in my head as you're talking is communication. Mm -hmm. And I just do not understand why people are so afraid, I'll say resistant Mm -hmm. to communicating with others. It's like everything you're saying, I hear the other side of it where somebody goes, well, why do I have to, you know, why do I have to trust them? 
when they haven't proved it yet. It's like, but Mm -hmm. do they know what they're supposed to be? Have you communicated what the outcomes are? Have you communicated Mm -hmm. what the objectives are? Have you brought them to the table to talk about it? We cannot just read people's minds. Mm -hmm. And I think we all understand that logically. But when push comes to shove and a conversation needs to be had, people just duck away from it. And I think, especially around parenting and parental leave and pregnancy and baby raising and all of that, I think there are a lot of people who just kind of put their hands up and walk slowly backwards and say, Mm -hmm. I'm not touching this. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I guess that's where... I'm coming in and saying, no, let's have a very intentional, very direct conversation. You know, what does this need to look like? What do we want it to look like? How do we, you know, align what the parent wants from this experience with what the employer needs to happen Mm -hmm. in the experience? And once we align those two, then, you know, then we can drive some things forward. And, you know, from my perspective, it's like, okay, well, isn't this just common sense? Like, won't this better support retainment and in any sector and like work happiness and all of these important things that I think even in the last two and a half years with COVID has highlighted even more, right? So I think you know, like, let's now apply these learnings and do things differently and better. And so when you're going in, are you helping facilitate these conversations? Or at what point um, is balance good coming into the conversation? And when should they be coming in? Yeah, so I do. So there's been a couple times where we've definitely taken on clients where they've struggled to recruit. Now the person is off on leave. And there's a gap Mm. and the work needs to get done. So sure. Yeah, we can do that. But what is really ideal and our ideal client is somebody who wants to bring balance good on a month before the person goes on leave. So we can very clearly outline, here's what the next year looks like. Here's what the next 18 months looks like. Mm -hmm. Here are the deliverables we're going to be focused on. Is there any type of communication the parent wants to have? Being very mindful of labor regulations and HR pieces, but you know, is it a, a a monthly quick high level email? Like here's organizational changes that happen. Things are going well, you know, we've got this and how, how are you? Please send a picture of your baby, right? (laughs) You know, let's, let's not ignore this parent as a human who wants to share. And then it's, you know, so very intentional onboarding and then a very intentional re-entry, Right. So we like to look at the role that we're covering and say, here's a couple suggestions of how we could probably make this more um, parent friendly. So this person can really thrive and shine when they come back. Um, But it will still allow for the roles, objectives and organizational goals to be met. Um, And then we kind of, you know, we have, you know, like those a full report on here's how the year went to year at a glance. Um, and, and here's where you need to kind of, here's your top, top priorities for the next couple of months. Yeah. And how nice would that be to come back and know that, you know, kind of like your house has been taken care of mm-hmm. while you were away. And I think it takes, so as I hear you talk, I think about, again, so communication, number one, 
but emotional intelligence. Mm -hmm. So even for that person who's off, we have this love-hate with work Mm -hmm. where we want to be off and not be thinking about work, but we also don't want someone to come in and do our job better than us Mm -hmm. and almost have this like, ownership over our role where you don't like I wonder if you hit challenges where people are like oh you know don't tell me how to make it simpler don't there's like that possessive almost Mm -hmm. jealousy Mm -hmm. that comes into it and really like being able to step back and flip the story and say oh my goodness this is going to make my life so much easier I am going to be able to like you said thrive and shine Mm -hmm. because somebody was like watching out for me not Mm. trying to be better than me Mm -hmm. not doing this for me because I'm not capable it's like really seeing it as a gift yeah yeah thank you that sounds lovely yeah and that's that's the goal of the program right and that's the goal of my work is like, I don't want parents to feel like you've now chose to become a parent. So you can't choose to push your career forward. Right. Mm. Like there, there's gotta be a better way of doing this, like, and a healthier way too. Right. And I know a lot of what you talk about and, and similar to me is like, why do we love to live in busy like mm-hmm. nobody, I, I definitely haven't got it. Maybe you have, but I have never received my award for being the most busy. No, no. <laughs> right. I actually just at times got looks of pity from other people. And I never got an award for being the busiest person. Um, I never won the competition of like, how busy are you? Um, and that constant state of being burnt out has never served me Mm -hmm. but yet so many of us at times have lived there thinking this is the place to be because it proves that we are a a hard-working parent right or like we're really showing our um, leaders and our organizations how invaluable we are because who else is going to you know Mm -hmm. do this to themselves And it's, it's really like we want someone to pat us on the back and say, congratulations, you made it to burnout. Good job. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it doesn't happen. No, no. (laughs) And then, and then we're losing like extremely talented individuals who have so much potential Mm -hmm. across all sectors, right? Like, obviously I have a lens on this from like the nonprofit sector, but in all sectors, this is the case, right? Um, And so from like a a leader perspective, again, it's, I think about giving your team the autonomy and then by giving them the autonomy to create their own schedule and say, what needs to happen to meet my goals, then as a leader, what's happening is you have consistent staffing, right? And I always say this, like, who is the like a more loyal employee than an employee who's a parent who has a flexible job and a supportive job. Because if I have that, like that's gold, right? If I'm valued and I can see that I can make decisions for myself to put my family first when needed and put my career first when needed, 
well, yeah, I'm going to stay, right? Like, so I, I, to me, it's a no brainer. And to me, I also think like as a nonprofit sector, which is a sector really focused on caring and solving, serving biggest, people. Yeah. I said solving some of the biggest problems. Like, shouldn't we be the sector that gets this right? Shouldn't we be the sector that says, and we're 80% women. Shouldn't we say like, Hey, we've, we got to do better. Yeah. We can do this. Yeah. Yeah, I always find too in this sector, you not only layer all of the other pressures of work and parenthood, but you do add that additional layer of, I don't want to say like martyrism, that's maybe too far, but the, if I'm not working, somebody may suffer Mm -hmm. that that call that social justice that social good reason why you're in in this sector you add that layer on top of it as well of not only am I potentially not doing well by my kids because I'm at work or not doing well by work because I'm with my kids now there's this other group of people who may suffer because I'm not, I'm not right. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing mm-hmm. enough. Yeah. And, and it, I think it's like this compassion fatigue, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's so much emotional stories that you see emotion, whatever your role is in the nonprofit sector, but you're, you're taking these, these aren't stories. These are people's real lives. And you're, mm-hmm. you're taking all of that. Plus then you tackle on, you know, if you're a woman and parent, you're likely burdening, you taking the burden of all the emotional labor in your household, like something's going to crumble. Right. So Mm -hmm. I think again, if we have go about this with a bit more intention, um, we can set everybody up for success. Yeah. And I think as a leader of an organization, you know, what would you, I guess, what would you say are, you know, the top three things that leaders should know about this program or about supporting working parents? I think if, you know, in speaking to leaders and employers, like first and foremost, it's going to solve your problems, right? Because if you can't recruit or you recruit the wrong person or you're dividing the work between your team, you're focused on so many other things that you can't do what you're meant to do, which is lead the organization. Mm -hmm. Where if you have a person in place that's going to cover the parental leave and get the work done, you don't have to worry about that. So from a leader perspective, like it's almost like we've got you and we can do this and you need to focus on the big picture stuff that you need to focus on. Um, I think it also, you know, a second thing is that it shows your team that you value them and you value the person going on leave, mm-hmm. right? So from your team's perspective, you're saying, I'm not going to put other things on your plate because what you're doing is important. It's valued and you can't take on more. And we're saying that also to the parent, I see the work that you're doing. It's valued. It's important. And we're going to invest the right resources to support that while you're off. Um, And then I think, you know, the third piece to employers is just from a bigger picture, like you're part of some, a solution to 
um, it's not a problem, but to a life milestone that's never going to go away. There always is going to be people taking parental leave, right? Like this is not a, this isn't a one-time thing. Yeah. yeah. Like it's always going to be there. So if you can find an innovative way to better handle this, like that's, that's huge. And it's really exciting for the organization, but also just the workforce in general. Yeah. I always think that, you know, the amount of work that goes into recruiting, onboarding, training, mm -hmm. getting someone up to speed, and then letting them settle into their role. You know, I know a lot of leaders who, as of late, have been spending the majority of their time filling one role and then the next and mm -hmm. then the next, always waiting for the dust to settle and the team to be like in motion together and and yet they're still so resistant to the small changes you know the flexibility mm -hmm. um, or the creating the autonomous um, work schedule being more results oriented than output based mm -hmm. and and even learning, like take the time, I guess my, my thing to leaders would be take the time, even though I know you're busy, take the time to learn how to create an organization that, you know, is results-based. Understand how you need to have conversations to create expectations, goals, um, and, and bring that other person to the table so that you can actually start doing it. Mm -hmm. Um, and I guess the other piece, and I, I read this in a book and I love to quote it every now and then is so many people think if they give flexibility or they give this like trust that people are just going to be entitled and do whatever they want with it. Mm -hmm. Right. But a counter, what is it? Um, empowerment without accountability will equal entitlement. So the leader's job is to create that accountability piece, mm -hmm. but to do it with the other person. Mm -hmm. Accountability isn't just one way. Yeah, 100%. And bringing these, you know, bringing all staff to the table. But, you know, if you're going to start somewhere, start with the working parents, you know, those that are going off on parental leave because they don't want to leave. No. Right. In most cases, they don't want to leave. So how can you really put at the forefront prioritizing keeping these these talented individuals who likely are going to grow within your organization? 100 percent. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So, mm -hmm. I, I really enjoyed chatting with you about all of this. And I I hope your listeners take something away from it, too. Right. I think yeah. it really is an important conversation. And obviously I'm always all about talking about this. Yeah, for sure. Well, and I think, you know, there's so many, there's so many learnings and that, you know, we're not looking for perfection, mm -hmm. but it's just, you know, what can you do to make things better for your team and better for your organization and ultimately better for yourself as a leader, because you're not going to have to deal with constant turnover. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. ideally yeah. 
So Lacey, where can people learn more about Balance Good and the programs you offer? Um, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? For sure. So one of the best ways is LinkedIn. Um, we'd love LinkedIn. So Lacey Kempinski on LinkedIn. Um, also balancegood.com is the website. Um, we're also on Instagram. So at Balanced Good. So reach out. Um, I'm always happy to chat whether or not this program is a fit for you right now, but more just, I'm happy to chat about anecdotal experiences mm. about, you know, transitions in and out of parental leave, um, and just troubleshooting, right? I think together, if we continue to have conversations like this, we're going to come up with a great solution to better improve, you know, parenting work, the nonprofit sector, all of these things. Yeah. And they, and there is. I think it's okay to admit that we can do things better than we're already doing them. Exactly. Right. There's no, there's no shame in it. And it's actually such an empowering place to come at it from is I can do better and be curious about how. Mm-hmm. 100%. Awesome. Thank you, Lacey, for joining me today. Thanks so much, Ashley. Thank you so much for listening. Like what you heard? That's great. Subscribe to our podcast on your favorite player and leave us a review. Great reviews mean so much to us. And they also help others who need us find our show. So I want to know from you, what do you think is holding you back from becoming the leader you know you can be? Whether it's conflicting priorities or time, or maybe you just need a little guidance. I know there's hope you can do this. So I'd love to hear from you about your challenges or your successes as a leader. We can learn together how to inspire one another and build the culture we want, not only in our work lives, but in our personal lives. So if you're inspired, join the conversation in our LinkedIn group, Leaders with Edge, or reach out to me via our website to schedule a call ourforte.ca. That's O-U-R-F-O-R-T-E dot C-A.